and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Hi, welcome back. We've got a good one for you today, folks. We've got a great one for you today, folks. Hello. Welcome back, everybody, to our friendly world. Today, we're talking ceremony, and I have a whole thing I'm going to go through, and Matt's probably going to get mad at me, because That's he what has, I do. That's what he does. He has his notes, but I guarantee you, I've become divergent. So I'm going to start first, and then, Matt, you're just going to have to like flow with it. Here we go. The art of ceremony. Ceremony as a work of art. I'm here to comfort you. We're here to comfort you the opposite of people saying I'm going to challenge you to something so today I'm going to comfort you with something it's the opposite of I'm going to challenge you to do something because we all have enough that we're challenged by thank you very much we're challenged enough taxed enough overworked overtired overdone we need comfort there's so much out there that could seem so out of control like you have the the feeling the sense that there's no rhyme or reason to anything that the world is crazy if you look at it through the news or if you listen to certain people life can seem out of control like there's no sense to anything for us we just went through a ceremony of the end of life ceremony matt's mother passed away and so I'm looking at Matt's dad and I got an email from your brother mm -hmm. basically saying, you know, this is what dad's been going through over the years. He's felt a sense of losing control. He gave me a whole list of things that your dad has lost control of in life, with his body, with just everything in life. And that's his perception, right? We all can look at life and we can see things differently depending on how we look at it. What is our thought form? What is our belief system? Our belief systems can create right. a whole other life from one instant to another. So today we're talking about the art of ceremony and how ritual, ceremony, all of that can really help us with friendship, with feeling connected, with turning our lives around and creating the life that we really want. So I looked at the etymology of first ceremony and then it led me through all these other words and all these other roots and it's really interesting. So bear with me, I'm going to start with some explanations of what these words are and when you really look at the meaning of something so simple like one word bringing something down to one thing simplifying it to one tiny aspect will actually give you some great epiphanies will bring you some clarity to some big questions in life so looking at the word ceremony first i looked at ceremonial and I'm like, really? Like, what? 
It doesn't really explain it. It just says belonging to, in a religious way, a ritual, ceremonial practice. Ceremonial means connected with, constituting or consisting of, or fit for a ceremony. Let's look at ceremony. Ceremony comes from late 14th century. It's a religious observance, a solemn rite from old French and directly from medieval Latin. It means holiness, sacredness, awe, reverent, like a a sacred ceremony. Ceremonious, the adjective form, circa 1550s, relating to outward forms or rites, also of persons punctilious in matters of formality. Oh my goodness. Punctilious. Do you yeah, know what punctilious no, means? No, I have no idea. Okay, punctilious means showing great attention to detail or correct behavior. So right. cer- ceremonious relating to outward forms or, or rites, also of persons, punctilious in matters of formality, full of show and ceremony. Okay, let's figure out what ritual actually means. Ritual adjective form, 1560s pertaining to or consisting of a rite from French or directly from Latin ritualis. I'm not sure how to pronounce. Uh, It's relating to in religious aspects, relating to like religious rites, religious observance or ceremony, custom, usage. Ritual the noun came in in the 1640s. It's defined as a prescribed manner of performing religious worship from the 1650s, really basically a book containing the rites or ordinances of a church. Also, the external forms of religious or other devotional exercises, often in that sense of like, um, just like a mere ritual, like forgetful of meaning, like Right. It's just a... Yeah, I came across that too, for sure. And it's interesting that all of these definitions all revolve around kind of Europe and religion. Well, we're looking at the etymology, which comes from the European, the Latin, the French, all. But if you t- if you take a look at, you know, the power the church really had during that time mm-hmm. and who had the time to create ritual and ceremony back then because the peasant was busy taking care of feeding himself which gets me to our topic today because we're going to get into that aspect because i don't want to get into the religious aspect i want to get into the peasant because we're all peasants well and again the other thing that brings it up is you know i remember i've read in books where like religion is kind of the only god god help us but entertainment that people had back in say the middle ages so church was something bigger than uh worshiping god which of course is huge but it was also bringing together a community inside of social conventions and social norms Mm -hmm. and it also kind of emphasizes the church's power over like removing pagan traditions absolutely it was all about control it's it's about controlling the masses it's about kind of like um, yeah just like making sure that you have authority over the mass consciousness, right? Right. To bring about that sense of uh, belonging and connection in that you behave a certain way. But we're going to get away from all that. We're going to talk about 
really how ritual can improve your emotional and everything kind of well-being in life, specifically with friendship. But uh, let me just get back to the the other meanings of rite, R-I-T-E, early 14th century. It's a formal act or procedure of religious observance performed according to an established manner. From Latin, ritus, R-I-T-U-S, is it's a, it's a custom usage, especially a religious observance or ceremony. Source also of Spanish, Italian, R-I-T-O, rito, which perhaps is from the pi root, R-E, which means like when you have the root R-E, it designates like the meaning to reason, count, count on the notion of, to count, to observe carefully. And that's, that's where the true beautiful sensation of the meaning of ceremony and ritual that we're going to talk about today comes from because it's all about carefully observing something you and I talk about all the time pay attention to trifles right which in martial arts you're taught like pay attention to the little details the little details that people will ignore you know the magic in life what are you glancing over that's there trying to give you a message so then we get into the whole term rite of passage which came about in 1909 that term rite of passage which is the marking the end of one phase and the start of another in an individual life. It's translated from French and it's coined by a French anthropologist, Arnold Van Gennep. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Please forgive me. <laughs> but if we look at the root R-E, the root R-E, it comes from the Proto-Indo- European root meaning, which means to reason, count. It's a variant of pi root, A-R. I know this like sounds like absurd to get into the such <laughs> details of it, but like it's, it's, it's really profound. Check it out. So A-R means to fit together. And then we get into Sanskrit. Sanskrit, R-A-D-H, rad. And that means to succeed, accomplish. You get into Greek, arithmos, number, amount, the Latin R-E-R-I, to consider, confirm. You get into Old Church Slavonic, radit, R-A-D-D-I-T, to take thought, attend to. You get into Old Irish, imradim, to deliberate, consider. Old English, oh, what's the sound when the A and the E go together? It's R-A-E-D-A-N, but the A and the E go together. What's that sound? But see, to me, like the word Gaelic, G-A-E-L-I-C is Gaelic. Mm. So I would go with an A, but Radin, I don't know. Radon? Yes. Okay, so Old English, um, R-A-E-D-A-N means to advise counsel, persuade, read. Old English, Old High German, R-I-M, means number. Old Irish, R-I-M, rim, means number. And then this word came up as I was looking it up, and I tried to look it up further, and I got nowhere. 
but this is really interesting. So it said Old Irish R-I-M means number. And then this word Dorimu D-O-R-I-M-U means I count. I count. And that really struck me because, you know, again, going back to a person who's not taken seriously, a person that's ignored, a, a, a flower that's ignored, a situation that's ignored, a little sign in the universe that goes unnoticed. And for this to come up, I count. You know, that's what ceremony is to me. Water, using water, drinking water, being able to splash some water on your face in the morning. That is a ritual. That is a ceremony. So going back to ceremony, again, what does it really mean? What is it? What is a daily ceremony? It's an intentional routine that's connected with how you start, how you move through, or how you end your day. The goal of ceremony is to be aware of time passing, but not to stress out about it, to observe it and notice that it counts. The little things in life, they count. Why do we have ceremony? They make life's essential moments. They may reflect our beliefs, our hopes, our traditions, culture, spirituality. It's, it's a way to bring people together and provide a, a sense of belonging. A ritual is defined by psychologists as a predefined sequence of symbolic actions. Rituals make us less anxious. Ritualistic practices can help to bring a degree of predictability to an uncertain future. They convince our brains of constancy, consistency. Is constancy a word? Constancy? I don't think so. You know, it makes your brain calm down. I completely get it. It brings about a sense of predictability when you can't predict anything. Right. It, it tricks your brain into going with a certain rhythm. That's what it does. And there are all these studies that show that, like, for example, singing of a song before any high pressure situation lowers your heart rate and anxiety levels. You know, they put groups, people into two different groups, and they ask them to do really stressful things like public speaking, but like doing a huge speech in front of a very big crowd. And they did this thing where they had one group do some sort of ritual mm -hmm. and they had them go through that ritual. And then the other group, they were just asked to sit quietly <laughs> before they went up. And so they measured everything. They measured their heart rates, everything. And the ones that went through a ritual had absolutely lowered heart rate. Mm -hmm. They had lowered physiological, how do you pronounce it? Physiological? They had lowered physiological anxiety. Rituals create some semblance of order to regain control. And that's why I think so many people turn to religion because when life seems so absurd and you feel like you're not in sync with anything, it's a way to, it's kind of like a, a getting into a groove somehow. But that's why we have to be careful because there are groups out there like cults and all these, like I think of hazing, right? Mm -hmm. In college, why do people join groups? Because they want a sense of belonging, right? When you feel out of control, when you feel like you don't fit in anywhere, you tend to join groups. And look at the world today. Look at how we don't even want, we don't even know what truth is because when people go through hard times, they migrate towards a group that they can feel they belong to. 
right because they feel seen and they feel heard and it, it, that's a ritual like they become part of a ritual and that ritual could be good or bad it could be like promoting hate it, that ritual could be creating a beautiful ceremonial way to honor life all life well so, yeah i i have to say that from a evolutionary viewpoint it certainly makes sense to get together under you know way back in the day to get together around a communal fire to tell communal stories to then have rituals like in finland there's a whole ritual where they like these huge bonfires mm -hmm. because of course bonfires keep the evil spirits away you know is it truth is it not truth there are societies out there where a mystical figure will you know you call on them to bring rain and all these things, all these situations that maybe feel like things are out of your control. Well, all of a sudden you're you're coming together as a community behind this figure and it, we're gonna have rain. We're gonna we're gonna keep the evil spirits away and all the rest of it. I totally understand the whole focus of ceremony and the comfort that it brings because we do say we're stronger together. Mm -hmm. And that's absolutely true. And that's that's comes from an evolutionary viewpoint because you're less likely to be victimized if you're in a large group by outsiders so now let's get into the rituals and the ceremonies of our daily lives and the art of ceremony how can we do that one is going back to the little thing i read i count you know <laughs> your life is a ceremony your life is a ritual and going back to i count it's to really recognize what you do on a daily basis and looking at it and thinking is this a beautiful ceremony or is this something that I can dis disregard and get rid of? Is it really, is it really helping me? Or even is this something that I manage to do every day that I just do and I just go through the motions of doing it because it's what I have to do, brush my teeth, et cetera, et cetera, first thing in the morning. But if you do that with intention, it creates a better life. Well, so if you do it with example, intention and joy, I think. Well, or just intention. It doesn't even have to be joy if you, if you can give it proper attention. For example, there's that study that's done on maids that work in a hotel. I don't remember all the details, but they were told, hey, have you noticed that the amount of movement that you do with your body you know, changing the sheets, bending over constantly all day, you're actually more active than a professional athlete, like on par with like an Olympic style training athlete. And once they were told that, and once they like put that focus on that thought, they noticed that these people working in the hospitality field that did the cleaning of the rooms and everything, mm -hmm that their bodies started to change immediately. They didn't change anything else, but they put the focus on, wow, yeah, I do move around a lot. The inches around their waist shrunk. <laughs> like they lost weight. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They didn't change anything. They didn't change their diets or anything, but they just put that intention on, wow, I do move around a lot. So yeah, brushing your teeth. And as you're brushing your teeth, knowing that, you have teeth. You're taking care of yourself. It provides a greater benefit. But rather than again, it's joy. You know, in, in saying that as a maid, you work out as much as a professional athlete, you're like, I do? That's, that makes you, on some level, hopefully, feel good. Hopefully you're not like, oh my God, I do. 
So there's joy. There's there is it is the word joy or is it pride or attention? Well, see, see, joy is not one of the seven sins, but pride is. So we'll go with joy. I don't believe in these these sins that some man put together probably in in the in the name of religion. I think pride is a very necessary thing. I'm proud of my body. I am proud of the work that I do. So, look, can we just forget that no way, patriarchal man. I'm gonna reframe it. BS? No. I don't think pride is a sin at all. But getting back to friendship. So, we're going through all this. I'm, I'm trying to get back to the basics of the basis. Basic? I'm trying to get to the base, <laughs> the base of it, which is ceremony and really learning what it is, relearning, really looking at what the definition is so that we can look around and see how we have ceremony, how we have ritual in our daily lives so that we can have that ripple out into friendship, into all the relationships that we have, using ceremony to create better friendships, to create better relationships, period. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, you know, once we get through brushing your teeth as a ritual, right? The way you get out of bed, the way you walk is a ceremony. Like everyone has a different strut, <laughs> right? It's, it's a ritual. <laughs> How you walk is ritual. Okay. How you dance, the way you dance, why you dance is a ritual. The songs that you listen to that move you through the day, that is ritual, right? So... We can go through that and then elevate it to, okay, how do you set up the life around you? I always talk about when you come into our home, you're smacked on the forehead gently by these hearts that are floating from the ceiling. It's a way that we welcome you into our home. The way we offer you water or tea or lemonade or in Matt's case, a certain IPO IPO? <laughs> oh my lord. Whatever. And, and beer. definitely not an IPA either because I'm not an India pale ale guy. I'm a Belgian guy. Whatever the beer thing term is, another acronym. Offer you a libation. <laughs> it's ceremony. It's ritual. Right? Right. The way we meet each other, the way we greet each other is ritual. Of course. All that that we ignore is so important and it's the key to nurturing friendships. And before that, it's the key to inviting a friendship so that's it that's what i want to talk about from now on is the art of ceremony the art of ritual it is a work of art your life is a work of art and again i'm telling you saying all these things that you're describing you're bringing joy to yourself that then extends out it's not pride it's joy it's happiness it's it's all the rest of it what is wrong with pride there's nothing wrong with necessarily pride you it's just, just said it's joy. a sin it is. No, it's not. Oh, from a Christian point of view, it's a sin. That is ridiculous. That, beside the point. Anyways, for me, ceremony revolves, it's like there's different kind of facets for me on ceremony. And ceremony brings belonging, obviously, because communities come together. Uh, sometimes, some, and this is where we get to sometimes, and sometimes it brings belonging because some of your rituals and ceremonies are individual, obviously. Sometimes your ceremonies revolve around remembrance, remembering an event, remembering a person, remembering a place, remembering a time. Sometimes it's about 
a blessing. So you're blessing, you're getting a blessing from, there's a, there's a ritual, <laughs> there's a ceremony in, um, I don't know where, oh my goodness, it's somewhere in Asia, where a priest tattoos you. And as he's ta- putting a tattoo, a serious full-time, 100%, going to have this tattoo the rest of my life, as he, as he puts it on you, he's chanting and praying over it. So again, blessings, blessings for good harvest, blessings for filling whatever blanks you want, for rain or for whatever. And then also ceremony revolves around an understanding that you're ending a phase and beginning a new one. So Seth, that, that's ceremony, but ceremony's in, intent, original intent is to bring joy. Over, over the cynical ages, we've turned it into oftentimes ceremony is kind of going through motions. Okay, that's very nice, Matt. Well done. But going back to but, pride. <laughs> so are you saying it's a sin when I tell our children I'm proud of you? It's a sin? That is ridiculous. It's not a sin for you to say that you are proud of them. It's a sin for them to take pride in. That's bullshit. Well, let's not focus on like, I. Uh, please don't make me defend A, the patriarchy, B, you know, Christian values through the ages. Okay. I'm just saying. Why did you even bring it in? Because it's fun. No, it's not fun. So anyway, we're just going to leave it here today with a thought of like, what is, what is ritual for you? Revel in it and relax and be joyful about that and be proud of the rituals that you have in your life by noticing them and, and honoring them and looking at what you can possibly get rid of that's not serving you let's get rid of that and the ritual have an opposite ritual of something negative like if you're looking at yourself and going you can look at yourself and go wow hello 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 (laughs) you know let's switch it up so that's what i want is to not challenge you but to comfort you in that And we're going to continue on with the art of ceremony and we're going to build it and we're going to create a beautiful friendship ceremony around the world, a total work of art that will transform our society. That's what we're here for. Do you have anything else to add? Did I totally derail you from what you You wanted to talk about? You did not totally derail me. Absolutely not. That's a first. Absolutely not. Um, yeah, one other thing to understand as far as ceremony and gathering is that the people there are seen and the people there are heard, which again is a powerful force. Again, it's kind of a overwhelmingly repetitive, I think, thing that happens in our podcast is people feel the need to be seen and people feel the need to be heard and people feel the need to belong. And also there's a certain aspect that you can't see, you can't touch, but you can feel connected to that. You know, you can think about it in many different ways, like having end of life ceremony. It's done so you can still have a connection to the person. The ritual is there to connect you with the person that has made a transition. You can look at it in so many different ways. Right. It is, it is above all about connection. Absolutely. I just like to take just one brief moment and describe one or two of the, uh, ceremonies that either I've done or I do. Do tell. What? So when I graduated from high school, which is one of those, I guess, rites of passage, for me, it's like literally that type of ceremony, the rite of passage ceremony, 
involves kind of a first phase, a middle phase, and an end phase. And the first phase is really takes us into the ceremonial remembrance. And so I remember everything that transpired inside of like my quote unquote normal education, my kindergarten, elementary school, junior high school and high school. And there's a sadness there because that time has ended. And then there's the actual kind of exuberance of the party because we had a little, you know, even just going to your high school graduation, it's an uplifting moment surrounded by all your classmates, et cetera, et cetera. And then the next phase is really looking forward. But what was interesting for me, and thank goodness my parents were mellow, was that my cake, first of all, I wanted it as dark as possible. And I wanted it just to read, which is gruesome now that I think about it, was like RIP Matt, which was just like, say goodbye to that aspect of who you were on some level because you're about to enter into the next phase hold on for so we have so many of our friends that are not from the united states and not english speaking so r.i.p means rest in peace it's what they put on tombstones when people die and it's what is said over and over again when you hear somebody dies rest in peace yes so anyways so that's an example of a ceremony that happened God, when I was 17. And then a more kind of recent ceremony is something I've discovered that I do. And it's every morning before I start work and I work at home, when I, when I put on my headphones, which are quite nice and a little, they were a little spendy, I take a moment just to look at them and go, oh. And then I put them over my ears and I pick something, music that's going to move me that day. And I'm very deliberate. It's always something new and it's always something I start from. It's not like I start in the middle of anything. And for me, it's never a podcast or anything. It's very much a piece of music that I know is going to move me. And really that sets the tone for my work day. Mm -hmm. So that's again, an example of a, of that's a much more personal ceremony, but that is one that I, I adhere to every day. And then I have, God, now that I think about it, oh my goodness. So then the first thing I do is I plan out my day and have to plan out my day. And God help you if you want to add a meeting after I've planned out my day because it just confuses me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But that's literally the next thing I do. And that's kind of one of those, Benjamin Franklin used to do that. He would just literally plan out his day at the beginning of each day and then take care of everything he needed. he felt he needed to take care of. While I'm listening to my cool tunes. Okay. I have two things to add. Okay. As another example, as two more examples. So, um, I've talked about this before, but when I worked at the Oveda Corporation, one of the chemists that I was friends with would, would tell me how, and I would see it too, because first of all, everything was immaculate in the chemistry department, right? Of course it has to be. My friend would completely meticulously clean his desk top and bottom at the end of the workday and he said it's to honor the next day because he doesn't want to start the day with a mess like all the stuff that the other day presented you start with a clear slate absolutely and you give that day a certain respect of starting fresh starting new there's a certain reverence in that there's a certain holiness in that a full-on holiness in that which leads me now to the second example our friend heather the advisor she came onto our show a Mm -hmm. while ago 
she'll always tell me and remind me and reminds everybody is how you start is how you finish, which is exactly the example of my friend with his desk. But let's say you're moving from one town to another town. Mm -hmm. Always leave on good terms. Always say a thank you. Make sure that you have not one negative charge on what you're leaving behind because guaranteed it will manifest it will it will come about all these same issues that you left with a bad charge with a negative charge it will go into your new life so how you start is how you finish so to leave a place to to leave a place yeah is is the example mm-hmm. leave with good intentions and a sense of honor and a sense of gratitude and a clear slate before you start something new and that, that is sense too yeah so there you have it something to ponder something to celebrate bring joy oh my goodness be proud be proud proud is good we love you thank you so much for listening talk well. to you in a few days Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.